Hello and welcome to the Total Entertainment Podcast with me, Paul Collis. And today we're going to take a look at Parkway Drive. Now this is the first show since the arena's been renamed. So it's gone from the Motor Point Arena back to its original name, which is the Cardiff International Arena or the CIA, which we may refer to as the CIA rather than Cardiff International Arena, depending on how lazy I get. Anyways, that being said, so Parkway Drive is a seven and a half truck show. And when I say seven and a half trucks, there's seven 40 footers and a 20 footer as well. So, the stage. It's been pulled slightly more forward than normal. And the reason for that is uh, the show didn't sell as well as everyone hoped that, that it would. So they pulled the stage forward to fill up some of the floor space. And so far, going by this morning's sales figures, there's 3,500 tickets sold out of a possible 7,000 tickets. So they are making money, but not as much money as they would have hoped. So kit-wise, sound system, you've got the line arrays that are too wide and 10 deep. You have a smaller set of line arrays uh, a little bit back, 45 degrees outwards for the surround sound effect. And those are one wide and uh, six deep. Then you have some big bass bins, which are, uh, which are three high and one wide. And, they, and there are six of those in front of the staging area. And there's going to be a thrust section of stage attached to the main stage. And what do I mean by thrust? Well, it's a bit of stage that comes outwards. So a little catwalk that comes out, and that's known as a thrust. Stage left and stage right, you've got two higher pieces of stage. And that's going to be for the uh, band to go up on there to be a bit more prominent from the rest of the band when they're making a musical point. At the back of the stage you've got another long riser which is currently being built so that brings the stage up to seven foot in sections of it. The side sections of stage I should have said are six foot high and the main stage is 5.5 foot high. At the very back of the stage behind the uh, risers you have lights on platforms which are LED strobe flood units and they look like they're on mini scissor lifts so I've got a feeling that those are going to go up and down throughout the evening. Truss wise they've got a back truss with, some, with a handful of lights on there which look like LED strobe floods. You've got some side trusses with some ladders with lighting ladders coming down from them both upstage and downstage and then you have some some trusses that are in the vertical plane as opposed to the horizontal plane and they're tilted upwards and you've got four of those as well so i've got a funny feeling that these may be on kinesis so they'll retrim at some points during the show and when i say retrim they're going to tilt upwards and downwards then stage left and stage right you have the front of house bars which 
don't go in the traditional horizontal position they are at a 45 degree angle pointing into the stage and those got more led flood and strobe units and i would expect that the moving lights in the front of those are robo spots the stage will be fully mojoed around it as well as the mixing position at the back of the arena and we've got a lot more left to build so that being said we'll be back after this So not only does Master X Media have a series of podcasts, but we also have a series of books. The first book is actually two books, it's volume one and volume two, of a tribute to working at sea. The best fiction is based on truth. This is a compilation of short stories, rants and poems loosely based on the author's experience at working on a cruise ship. Some of these stories are based on actual events but highly exaggerated, whilst other stories are pure fiction. The title of the book A Tribute To is fitting with the tone of the book because, like a tribute act, it is a blatant altered reality where you can enjoy it knowing it's not quite the truth. There are things of alcoholism which used to be highly prevalent within workers in the cruise industry, as well as stories with a sexual nature. So sit down, relax and enjoy the ride of A Tribute to Working at Sea Volumes 1 and 2. All of these books are available on Amazon and are available in paperback and on Kindle. And the links for all of these books are in the description below. And we're back. So... Parkway Drive are an Australian metalcore band from Byron Bay, New South Wales, formed in 2003. As of 2018, Parkway Drive have released six studio albums, one EP, two DVDs, a split album and one book titled 10 Years of Parkway Drive. The band's latest four albums have reached the top 10 of Australian ARA charts with Ira reaching number one in October 2015 and Reverence in May 2018. The band's lineup has been consistent since the addition of bassist Jaya O'Connor in 2006, with Brett Verstig having left in 2004 and Sean Cash in 2006. The band's genre has mainly been described as metalcore. Their earlier albums have deathcore influences, which were especially apparent on Deep Blue, more recently, they switched to a more classic heavy metal sound. The sound employs screaming vocals, guitar riffs and breakdowns. Unlike many other popular modern metalcore bands, Parkway Drive did not use clean singing on any of their studio albums until their 2015 studio album, Ira, although they did use them on some songs in their first two EPs, on which they were performed by the band's original bassist, Brett Versteg. However, Following a shift in style during Reverence, Winston McCall stated that Parkway Drive have outgrown metalcore and have transitioned away from their earlier roots. They have cited influences including Rage Against the Machine, Metallica, Slayer, Iron Maiden, Bad Religion, Pennywise, The Offspring, Faith No More, The Dillinger Escape Plan, Hatesbreed, Killswitch Engage. Parkway Drive's vocalist Winston McCall has a younger brother Oscar who is the vocalist in the hardcore punk band 500 Lions. The current lineup are Winston McCall, Jeff Ling, Luke Kilpatrick, Jaya O'Connor, and Ben Gordon. 
and former members are Brett Lag Vestig on bass and backing vocals and Sean Cashy Cash on bass. Their discography is Killing with a Smile in 2005, Horizons 2007, Deep Blue in 2010, Atlas in 2012, Ira in 2015, Reverence in 2018 and Darker Still which is this year's album. Now we've had a bit of Parkway Drive we're going to take a look at their supporting acts and special guests. We'll be back after this. The Royal Carnarvon Crescent by Paul Collis from Master X Major. When a neighbourhood dispute explodes into an all-out war. So Chaz Bruford, his wife Ellie and their young daughter Aurora move into Carnarvon Crescent. They soon become aware of the troublesome next-door neighbour who makes a point of living in her house for over 50 years. From the moment Chaz arrived and began to unload, his new neighbour takes an instant dislike into him and she goes out of her way to make Chaz and his family feel unwelcome. The aminosity quickly spirals out of control from both parties and the mutual respect gets lowered right into the gutter from the outset. Chaz comes to realise that this is not just any war, it is a neighbourhood war to end all wars. This book is available to buy on Amazon and this book is available on hardback, paperback and Kindle. This book is pure fiction and should not be used as a user manual. And we're back. So supporting Parkway Drive, we have While She Sleeps. And While She Sleeps are a British metalcore band from Sheffield, formed in 2006. The group consists of vocalist Lawrence Taylor, guitarist Sean Long and Matt Welsh, bassist Aaron McKenzie and drummer Adam Savage. They are currently signed to their own label Sleeps Brothers in the UK and in collaboration with Spine Farm Records in the US and UNFD in Australia. They have released three EPs and this is just the start, Split and North Stands for Nothing and five studio albums, this is the sixth, Brainwashed, You Are We, So What and Sleep Society. They received the Best British Newcomer Award at the Kerrang Awards in 2012. The group has maintained the same lineup since its formation with vocalist Taylor being the only bandmate who is not an original member. Despite this, he still has appeared on every release apart from the group's first two EPs. While She Sleeps' musical style has often been described as metallic hardcore, hardcore punk-leaning metalcore, by reviewers. They have cited Thrice, Slipknot, Foo Fighters, Under Oath, Refused, Combat Kid, Gallows and Alex on Fire as musical influences. The band's sound typically features heavily down-tuned guitars, thick bass tones, screened vocals and fast-paced drumming, occasionally complemented by melodic guitar tones and piano interludes. When questioned about the progression between their second EP, The North Stands for Nothing, and their 2012 studio album, This Is The Six, guitarist Welsh said that they have not changed their sound drastically, saying it's super heavy, but then it's melodic too. In an EMP interview in 2013, the singer Taylor explained that the name of the band originated from a magazine with a story of a woman murdering her husband while he slept and changed it to she instead of he. Taylor also explained that he likes to view the name as a reference to a vehicle or a ship sunken in the bottom of the sea, as ships and other vehicles are often referred to with the feminine pronoun. 
their discography are This Is The Six in 2012, Brainwash in 2015, UOE in 2017, Say What in 2019, Sleep Society in 2021. And the EPs are This Is Just A Start in 2006, Split in 2009, The North Stands For Nothing in 2010. And the band released a documentary called 20 Days of Sleep directed by Tom Welsh. The band released a documentary called So What, the documentary directed by Roscoe Neal. And that documentary was dedicated by Roscoe Neal. Now we've gone over While She Sleeps' background, we're going to take a look at the second supporting group, which is the band Lorna Shaw, and is an American deathcore band from Warren County, New Jersey. Formed in 2010, the group currently consists of lead guitarist Adam D'Amico, drummer Austin Archie, rhythm guitarist Andrew O'Connor, bassist Michael Yeager and vocalist Will Ramos. They have released four EPs and released their debut album Psalms in June 2015 and their second album Flesh Coffin in February 2017. The third album Immortal was released in January 2020. The most recent EP and I Return to Nothingness was released in August 13th 2021. So the current members are Adam D'Amico on lead guitar, Austin Archie on drums, Andrew O'Connor on guitar, Will Ramos on vocals, Michael Yeager on bass and drums. So you've got four members which is Ray Mione on vocals, Tom Barber on vocals, Gary Herra on bass, Jeff Moskoviak on rhythm guitar, Scott Cooper on drums, Aaron Brown on lead guitar, Connor Deffley on rhythm guitar and bass and CJ McCreary on vocals. So now we've had all the uh, supporting artists, we're going to get back to the build. So we'll be back after this. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Master X Media presents Lord of the Memes, Bad Dog, Farmer Frank's Filthy Fucking Farm and Bonnie Bouncing Baby Bastards. All three of these books are meme books and they come up with some pretty brutal and hilarious memes which are definitely not for children or the easily offended. These are ideal gifts for Secret Santa, Father's Day or even birthday presents for the fun loving man. So why not take a chance and make his day when he gets to read a lot of the memes meme book. All three books are available on Kindle hardback and paperback on Amazon. And we're back. So the stage is fully built. All the lights are now switched on. It looks like they've got some different LED strobe washing units. They've got some big square ones with giant pixels on and each pixel can be mapped. So they can make sh any shape they can out of those if uh, they go in a uh, grid of uh, circles and dots and they've recently just showed up on uh, the different uh, on the various banks of these fuck this which is not bad uh, <laughs> and uh, they can do it all every uh, pixel in uh, in a sequence and whatnot and they uh, can pan and tilt so those are very very nice units now on the floor on the stage on the various different levels and even on some flight cases stage left stage right on the floor in the pit and they've also got some on uh, trusses on uh, dollies that are on the uh, floor upstage in the wings as well so it's very looking very varied and 
it's looking pretty amazing actually yeah even though the uh, house workers are on and i'm looking forward to seeing this with all the house lights down and the workers off ready for the actual show also stage left and stage right they have fire traps which what what is a fire trap well it's big um big troughs full of flammable liquids and they can spit a lot of flames out there so nice little walls of fire which is good it's going to look good and they've also got other pyrotechnics on there as well possibly gerbs but we'll see about that they've not done a they've not done a pyro test as of yet but that will be on its way soon and upstage they've got a led screen which does look a bit on the dim side although i've got a funny feeling that they've decided to go for a dimmer one so they uh, don't have the lighting effects bled out and once the uh, workers are off then it'll stand out a hell of a lot more than what it is currently right that being said and now the stage is fully uh, ready to go we're going to go off for a little break now and when we come back we'll go over the uh, reviews and the uh, report on each show, each section of the show we'll be back after this a tribute to men that hate their jobs is a brutal but witty portrayal of working a job you hate in this podcast there are themes explored in which happy workers simply wouldn't understand unless they listen to these cautionary tales from a man that lost his ideal job because of the global pandemic be warned that this podcast contains strong offensive language that some listeners may not want to hear in addition this podcast is definitely not recommended for younger audiences the links for this is in the description below and we're back so Lorna Shaw has not long come off and they came out to a red wash and their uh, band logos on the back screen with a massive with massive belches of smoke coming from stage left and stage right the strobe effect started and the band began as soon as Lorna Shaw started up a big circle pit opened up in the middle of the arena just in front of the uh, bit of mojo where the thrust section of stages and they were going for it. I mean they're proper going hard in this mo in this uh, mosh pit and I have to say it's the first time I've heard Lorna Shaw and I thought the vocals were such a high pitched scream it was like someone was kicking a main, uh, mangy half dead cat to death that's how high pitched the uh, screaming was and it's not a bad thing I mean it's I suppose it's their style it's their that's them uh, but for me not so much so sound wise it wasn't clear at all I mean it felt as though it was a screechy karaoke and I wouldn't even uh, give it a gold standard unfortunately and that's just how it was I suppose I know it's a style but there was just no clarity going between the band and uh, the vocals the screechy clo uh, the, the screechy vocals lighting wise it was a basic setup they were allowed to have the overhead LED strobe flood units and a small handful of LED profile on wash units and they just had the lights static in the same shapes and they just uh, toggled between the different gobos and different colours throughout the whole set there's a small amount of face light from the front of house bars at stage left and stage right but only enough just to highlight the faces performance wise the audience enjoyed 
Lorna Shaw's energy and for a warm-up the audience seemed to feed off of him I mean really well I mean obviously people turned up to see Lorna Shaw as well as Parkway Drive but more specifically they would have turned up for Lorna Shaw and that, um, I base that on the applause that they were getting and the interaction with the mosh pits and uh, bouncing up and down as uh, violently and as metal as they can. For me it was definitely a Marmite set and this audience was full of Marmite lovers so you're either going to love it or you hate it and everyone in this arena loved seeing Lorna Shaw and to be honest they were quite entertaining to look at it's just a pity that the sound wasn't as clear as it could be but then again this is metal after all and it is more arts than it is science and we'll be back after this the name's Vert Percival Reginald Vert and I run the PR Vert detective agency the year is 2055 and the police have been defunded so if you need a police investigation, the police will charge you a thousand big ones a day. Because of this, the government introduced the PI Act, where the private investigators can undercut the police so justice can become affordable. These are my case files. Percival Vert is no hero. He is a low-life scumbag and the full embodiment of how not to be a man. He cheats his way into getting work, he objectifies women and is quite a disgusting human being, if you can even call him that. Gumshoe is intended to poke fun at everyone that takes life too seriously and directly towel whips the modern day Puritans in the balls because they've forgotten the fact that when something isn't funny in real life, it's probably hilarious in the land of fiction. Come and listen to Gumshoe every Wednesday. The links are in the description below. While she sleeps, they came out and they walked onto the stage with green lights green yeah there's a lot of smoke there's a lot of green coming from these uh, plimps that there's four plimps behind the band uh, so stage right you had to stage left you had to and in between each plinth was a uh, screen but I'll get onto the screen in a moment so at the top of these top and bottom of these plimps you had these nice LED wash units which uh, were mappable on the pixels because there's enough pixels to do that so they're kind of like the BI units but I think these were Roby Spider 2's but same thing anyways you had LED strips that were programmable and chaseable uh, on the left and right of these plimps and you even had some all phase 4 circuits in the middle of these plimps and they look really impressive so while she sleeps came out with these on every light on these plimps green pointing 45 degrees upwards and the strobes were going mentally on these plimps up and down with a bit of white and they also had throughout the show they had the same units that Lorna Shaw had with their sets so you had the uh, the uh, overhead profiles and some of the overhead LED strobe washers all pointing in different places but staying but pretty much staying in the same place with a little bit of movement which was a different touch to uh, Lorna Shaw but every song was the same units in different shape positions or scanning the audience with different colours and different gobos so it was essentially the same thing throughout. Sound wise they had a really clear sound and they had near CD clarity though because of the uh, metal <laughs> 
it wasn't exactly 22 carat clarity with the sound although I'd give it a very very strong and slightly more 18 more than 18 carat gold standard which was great because it sounded brilliant it really did it just didn't have that little bit more clarity to give it the 22 carat now AV wise they had their logo on the back screen and on and in between each of these plimps was the other, was another screen which had their logos on there which was backlit by uh, some LED strobe wash units it would change color from from song to song depending on the mood of the piece now performance wise while she sleeps had the audience eating out the palm of their hand they were reacting with each other and there was definitely a mutual feeding of energy so just both the band fed off the crowd and the crowd fed off the band and you had a massive circle pit which had a lot of people join into it by the end of the set and not only were they at circle pit in but everyone was bouncing up and down and you had a lot of people go over the pit and when I say a lot that's not a that's not an exaggeration they had well over 200 people going over that pit barrier in the warm-up set so if you had 200 people going over that pit in the warm-up set imagine what it's going to be like when uh, the mate when the lead band comes on which is parkway drive with the band while she sleeps it just felt that they were such a very strong support band and to be honest it'll be great to see them on their own stage headlining because they definitely are a headline band because the way how they commanded that audience and they definitely deserve to headline a tour of their own they were such a strong warm-up band for uh, Parkway Drive and the audience are just buzzing with excitement when for when the band starts up we'll be back after this 30 years since is a sci-fi story podcast which is full of dramatical moments and a bit of gratuitous violence. The first series was originally done in first person so it, the character is just telling a monologue and then the second series and onwards became more third person so it was more of an in-depth story and uh, you have all the characters actually interacting with each other. Great set of sci-fi stories. So 30 years after an alien invasion which uh, the humans lost and the first story arc is now over though we've got plenty more story arcs left to tell from the land of 30 years since so why not check it out the links are in the description below and we're back so Parkway Drive's intro started in blackout with a VT on the screen of what looked to be a camera scanning through a crevice of a mountain. Could be a cliff, could be something, but there's rocks and a crevice nonetheless. The band entered carrying flaming torches each and walking through the billows of smoke. And the lead singer came up on the pit lift from the front of the thrust section and they started their first song. From start to finish, we were treated to, serious, to a serious light show where there were pixel maps intricacies with these square pixel units along with everything else. The lighting designer treated us to a massive array of uh, complementary colours and lots of shapes that he was making out of the pixel maps units. 
and on top of that he was making lots of shapes out of all the uh, profile units and all the floods etc etc and it visually looked stunning not to, and then let's mention the uh, pyros wow lots of pyros and there are lots of fire effects for example with fire traps downstage left and downstage right along with these there were some uh, fire traps around the whole thrust section so that would all catch fire at points and then you had flame units flame boxes downstage left and downstage right which shot up flames and we're talking serious meterage of flame so it looked about three to four meters high of high flames shooting out of these boxes and then you also had cross flames as well from a from two pyro stands stage left and stage right so you had flames either little spits of flame or massive massive uh, bursts of fire coming from coming from each other making a big cross and then on top of that we had gerbs positioned at the front of the stage going off at certain points in the show and you also had you also had pink purple uh, gerbs as well which parachuted off into the air making massive explosions along with some marines which if you don't know what a marine is it's a pyrotechnic that is just a giant explosion there's no visual it's just a massive bang and you had a few of those as well on the thrust section of the stage so not only did you have the fire traps but you had an 80s style grill that covered the entire section of stage and that grill the flames came through as well as smoke coming up as though it was a 1980s music video all, it, all that was missing was a massive 80s style uh, fan effect but hey you can't all be winners now sound wise it wasn't offensively loud I was expecting it to burst my eardrums with uh, the volume with it being a metal show but no Parkway Drive's sound was on the quiet side and there was a lot of clarity it couldn't have, because it was metal it wasn't going to be 22 karat gold standard but it was very very close to that it definitely wasn't 18 karat gold so it was somewhere in between the two and I'd say it's closer to the 22 karat clarity that we've been uh, so used to and that's that is one talented sound engineer to get it like that now how was Parkway Drive well they captivated the audience and after every song they had massive massive applauses they had big circle pits that formed either center of the arena floor and smaller circle pits throughout the uh, venue you had lots of cheering and then you had lots of people going over the barrier as well from from crowd surfing so prior to parkway drive coming on during the two support acts you had roughly about two uh, around about 220 people that i got told went over the barrier then you had about 400 people go over the barrier during that parkway drive set and it wasn't even full in the arena but still that's a lot of people going over nonetheless now if you were a parkway drive fan this definitely would have been a show that you wouldn't want to miss and if you were a fan that didn't see it wow you missed out you missed out a lot it's definitely a uh, great show visually it was stunning musically it was great if you're a metal fan you would have loved this if you're not a parkway uh, drive fan but love your metal definitely a show for you if you're uh, getting uh, if you're getting introduced to them 
but yeah it wouldn't be for everyone because it's metal but hey if you love metal i'm sure you'd love parkway drive performing live because they were a massive talent they really were and they were showmen so it's not just about playing their songs it's about giving the fans sort of show that they deserve to see and damn they deserved that show it was brilliant it was well produced and uh, very slickly rehearsed and you couldn't ask for a better kind of show if you've enjoyed today's podcast please hit like subscribe and share and if you haven't already done so you want to check out more content from master x media by clicking the link in the description below and we'll catch you next time bye for now